we are in a place with God where we say, Lord, I want you to be my leader. I want you to be my shepherd. And we come into a gradual understanding of what it looks like to follow God in every area of our life. We don't just all of a sudden receive Christ and then I know everything to do. I receive Christ so I know every word that the Bible has to say about a matter. That's not the case. That's not the case. Thank God for communities of faith, Jesus-centered communities of faith, where we can learn and grow together. All are welcome to learn and grow, to repent, to let old things be old things and let new things be new things in Jesus' name. Behold, the old things have passed away. I'm becoming new. How God is working in me, he is giving me a spirit to learn to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. The things I struggled with when I was a child, I'm not gonna struggle with those things all of my life. Why? Because Christ Jesus, His Spirit is working mightily in me. I'm yielding to Him and I'm learning what it means that I don't have to white knuckle things, but I have to depend and surrender. Oh yeah, that's right. Good morning, everybody. I'm glad that we get to be here. I tell you what, just doing a lot of disclosure this morning, I know the Lord is up to so much good. Ooh, boy, I tell you what, he sure is. And if you get a chance, you can email me at dennis at pasadenabridge.org or let somebody know in our bridge staff and leadership family know what God is doing, what he's been stirring in your life and in your heart. I know for me, my God, the, the God encounters where God is touching my heart and working with me in new ways, that has really increased a lot this, um, just even just this year, just this year. Many of you know I'm, that's one of the primary ways that God talks to me is just through his word, and, and that's awesome. And I've, but I have found this year God just giving me more vision, uh, just more communication through vision, uh, Sometimes I'm asleep, sometimes I'm awake, and so that's been really cool and uh, different for me personally, and I, I imagine across the world God is just doing things like that, and we need to be talking about those things and sharing those things because God is giving us messages of hope and of strength and of strategy, and so I tell you what, you guys are showing up more and more in my visions, and this is just awesome, and getting to pray uh, for you and get to pray for one another and have our hearts be positioned is, it's just an exciting thing, and it's different. It's, it's more. You say, oh, well, that's because you're the pastor. No, 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 it's not because it might have something to do with a little, little bit of that. But I think really what it has to do with God as we were even singing, pouring out his spirit, like the scripture says, that uh, in the last days God would pour out his spirit and that we would prophesy. And I know as a church we have really prayed into that um, a lot for us, but we got a long way to go in praying into that some more to have understanding, clarity, and vision as to uh, what God is doing, what he wants to see in our lives and how we can align, how we can cooperate, cooperate with him. Um, so yeah, again, my email address is Dennis at PasadenaBridge.org. As the Lord is stirring on your heart, as you are experiencing God in new ways, having your heart be encountered in new ways, talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. That's important. Um, and then 
I'm excited again that we are going to get to come together next Sunday at 10 a.m. Spring forward an hour. I saw in the chat room that somebody said, uh, lose an hour and gain more of Jesus. <laughs> I like that. That's fun. And, and, and let that always be true. And it will be at 10 a.m. It will be at 10 a.m. And I'm looking forward to that. I just want to say good morning to those in the chat room here real quick. I see uh, AJ in there and Sam and Fauna and Derek D and G-Lo and Kanawa and who else is in here? I think there's some others in there too. Well, just Misty. Good morning, everybody. Good, good morning. I want us to get to uh, this. I want us to get to this word. And, and I don't know if you can see my shirt that well because I've got this jacket on. But my shirt says miracles. That's what it says. And if I didn't have this jacket on, you can see it. It says miracles on it. Now, miracles are not all that Jesus did, but it was significant that he performed miracles. I, uh, when you, if you're weighing it, you look in totality of teaching to healing miracles, etc. He taught way more than he performed miracles that is recorded. That is recorded. But miracles are important. And if you're just joining in this morning and you know words like cessationist and continuous, if you know words like that, um, Bridge Church is continuous all the way. We believe that God is who he says he is, that he is active, he is moving, and that he is doing what only he can do. And that goes under a lot of times the category of miracles. A lot of times. A lot of times it has to do with God's supernatural wisdom, but God gets the glory for it. But I don't ever want you to be confused about where we are with God and how we trust him and how we believe him and how we contend in our faith. We believe in a miracle-working God. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, we do. Boy, oh, boy, oh. And I don't know what it is, and over time, maybe I'm going to be able to understand it. But I can see things that I don't understand. Some of you can relate. This is not even the message, but it's all tied together. And I told the Lord, I said, well, I'll just open my mouth, and you just fill it with words. You fill it with words. You, I just want you to have your way because there's something about this time of year with the Lord and how he moves and how he speaks that, we just tend to see a lot more miracles. I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is. But we press in and we say, God, yeah, Lord, we are not discounting you in any way. And so we're saying, Lord, have your way. If you were with us last year, you know that some uh, missionaries, a teaching team came in from uh, Sweden. <laughs> and it came and ministered to us this month and uh, last year, and it was such a wonderful time where we saw miracles in people's physical bodies, like complete healings and partial healings. And I don't know what it is. God's just good. He's just, he's just good. But you know what? I'm not a dodo. And I say, well, Lord, I want you to keep doing what you do, and I want to make sure that Bridge Church is postured to receive anything that you have for us today and forever, but especially when I see a trend. Because then it says, well, I'm expecting. So I kind of didn't really know how I was going to give the message because I, I wanted to make sure there was space because I said, well, Lord, you, 
I know our hearts are just supposed to be prepared and waiting and yielding and ready. So I don't want to just come in with some with 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 the with the word that you've given. I want to make sure that it's after you, Lord, have your way. So I want you to just stay in that mode with me, and I want you to always be in that mode anytime you're dealing with God. Don't go on autopilot with God. You will miss a lot of stuff with God if you go on autopilot. <laughs> He's got this way of switching things up on you. He switches things up. He switched some things up on me here recently. It's got me extra sensitive and extra attentive to him. And so I say, okay. And throughout the week, I was given this song, and this song came bubbling up out of my spirit. Make me a vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. And I said, Lord, is it that you want us to sing that song on Sunday to you? And, and the sense I got was, well, you can sing it, but what I'm telling you is I am changing. I am completing some things. And then this morning, as we were just testing things out, one of our worship leaders just started singing, singing that exact song. And I looked over and I said, okay, Lord. Okay, you just keep confirming your word. And this word that I have for us today has been confirmed so many times this week. It's just like, what is going on right now in the world or the realm of God's spirit? I know for sure it's good. God is working out some good things. Boy, I tell you what. So you might catch me at times. I might be just slowing down. Yeah, Trish, expectant. Yeah, AJ, watch and pray. Yeah, KC, miracles. Yeah, Joanne Kim, yeah, miracles do happen. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Lauren. That's awesome. Oh, Miguel. Good morning, Miguel. Yes. And so I tell you what. So if you see me doing that, you'll know, okay. His spirit is just open, and he want to make sure to deliver whatever God has got right now. It might be different and unique, and so a little bit of that. But I'm, I'll move ahead. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, I'm ready to receive it. Hallelujah. Salvation is a miracle. Somebody's getting saved today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Salvation is a miracle. How you could work in our heart changes from the inside out. Oh, my Lord, that's a miracle. That's a miracle because <laughs> a lot of us know that idiom or that expression. Can't teach a, uh, what is that, old dog new tricks? It's like, okay, we understand the truisms of those kind of things. But when God gets a hold of our heart, my goodness, he changes us from the inside out. He renews our mind and our thinking. So with that being said, I want to move into move into this uh, word that's prepared for us today. And in order to do it, I need you to go down memory lane with Pastor Dennis. Come on, you're going to go down memory lane with Pastor Dennis. Okay. I started thinking about odd jobs and income streams that came in when I was a kid back in Texas. How I had started a club How I had started a club in fifth grade at what used to be called Curtis Intermediate School where students had to pay membership dues to be part of my club. <laughs> I'm telling myself this morning. That was, it was eventually shut down though. So to all my students listening, please don't do that. <laughs> and don't even ask me to tell you the name of the club because I know y'all too well. 
and you would never let me live it down. <laughs> so you won't be learning that today. You won't be learning it today. So anyway, I mowed lawns like many of you, cleaned pools. Um, and by the time I was in high school, I was doing uh, occasional gigs at weddings. I was a wedding singer. I tutored other subjects. I was a music minister for a small church down the street from the local church I was a part of. Um, you know, I grew up in Weatherford, Texas, a small town, so people knew one another. And I was at New Hope Baptist Church as a kid, and the minister down the street, the pastor down the street, they needed a musician. So he came and he talked to uh, our then local uh, church pastor, said, hey, you know, we're need a musician. You know, can we... Can can we uh, can we use Dennis? Can we do we have your permission, your uh, your blessing, so that Dennis can come and do you know X Y Z? Pastor gave the blessing, all that kind of stuff, and uh, so I did the music minister thing in, in a small church for a while, and when I was in high school, and I was a paid chorus singer for the Fort Worth Opera too. So y'all, I'm trying to tell you, that was that was that was some stuff, and with all that, with all that, I have to give a shout out to my mom because. My mom is the one who taught me, who really modeled. She was the example in, in our whole family for dad, uh, me and my brother. My mom was the one who taught me about tithing from an early age. It was mom. Tithe means a tenth or 10%. And it's the spiritual practice of honoring God, trusting him with the first 10% of your income before you do anything else with it. Returning it to the local church. That's how mom taught it to me, taught it to us. And that's what I practice. That's what we practice. Now, my favorite part of the worship experience as a kid was not the music. It wasn't the music. It wasn't the preaching. As some of you might guess, it wasn't the Sunday school that happened before the main worship experience, or it wasn't uh, wearing my Sunday shoes or my Sunday best. That wasn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't my favorite part. My favorite part of the worship experience was when we got to give our tithes and offerings, our gifts. That was my favorite part. Now, when I was a kid in church, we stood up in our rows, and the ushers instructed us in our giving, there would be music playing, the choir would be singing, and we would drop our gifts in a basket. Or sometimes we would pass a plate. Some of y'all know about that pass the plate stuff. That's right, G-Lo. Yeah, go mom. That's right. We would pass a plate, and we would put our gifts in a basket. Um, put our gifts in the basket, or sometimes we would pass a plate. And when it was giving time, you would see people giving absolute strangers money. Some of y'all know about this. It just, it just, does anybody else know what I'm talking about? Where you, you, people didn't know one another, but it was just like this, this thing where strangers would give uh, money to people they didn't know, and especially to kids, so that the kids could participate in the giving, so that everyone could participate. Now, that was my favorite part in the worship experience, when I got to contribute that was a, I, I, I've shared part of this testimony in, in my life is that um, thank God for the opportunity to be able to contribute to the local church because I believe that kept me out of a lot of trouble. Kept me out of a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of trouble because there was a place for me to contribute, uh, not just my gifts, but eventually even more so my life. 
Not just that I had talents and abilities, but the scars, the suffering, your life, your real life, you could contribute it. There was a place where people wanted to know you and what, what you had been through, what your testimonies were, where we could be mutually encouraged. So not just my gifts, but my life. And I just believe that there is something about being a contributor, a contributor where say, I belong. I'm a part that God just used to just keep me out of a lot of trouble. I still got in trouble, but I didn't get near as much trouble. Because, because I believe God found something in me that it just made sense. Oh, we get to give. I couldn't wait. I'd have that stuff lined up. I could, I'd be like, I'm going to give this today. I mean, that's, I'm still that way. For those of you who know me, you, you know that's still him. But then when I was a kid, I was like, wait, mom, where's my stuff? Okay, do, okay, I got it. And we, we would calculate it. I mean, we, we, woo, woo, wee. Well, I tell you what. And I know for many of you, that's one of the ways you love to worship God too. You love to give gifts of, give God gifts of honor, appreciation, and trust through his church. And if you're wondering what's got me so reflective and a little sentimental this first Sunday in March, there is something. There's something. In addition to what I've shared, it's joy and gratitude to God and to you for a big miracle that I'll never forget that we're going to talk about a little later after we read about a, a similar miracle in John 6, 1 through 15, where Jesus fed over 5,000 people from two fish and five barley loaves of bread. Let's, let's read it together today. And over the course of some time, we'll, we'll unpack it. We'll, we'll, we'll treat it right. Here it go. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now, there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. 
So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. (laughs) When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Like I said, we'll be unpacking that in the weeks to come. But I want us to use as a title today, In God We Trust. In God, we trust. If you're in the chat room, you know what to do. You already know what to do. Help me out. Help me get this out. In God, we trust. If you're sitting beside somebody, you're going to elbow over somebody, tell them, in God, we trust. And somebody else, you might want to tell them, you need to trust God. (laughs) You need to trust God. (laughs) Yes, we need to trust God. And with that, Let's pray into that a little bit. Our Father and our God, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have given us your wisdom, your spirit. Thank you, God, that you are absolutely trustworthy. Absolutely trustworthy. I don't know all the miracles you want to do today. I don't know all the miracles you want to do this month. I don't know all the miracles you want to do in 2021. But Lord, we say have your way. (laughs) Make us participants in your story. That it would be our story. (laughs) To the glory of your son, we pray. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. In God, we trust. In God We Trust showed up on our money under the presidential administration of, I got some history buffs, so I might as well see. Anybody know just off the top of your head? Now, see, I'm kind of funny with dates. I kind of remember stuff like this. But In God We Trust showed up under the presidential administration of uh, Dwight Eisenhower, uh, 1956. What a powerful reminder and blessing that we get to live in a country where this statement is printed on our money to trust God for his provision. I know we we take it for granted where it's printed. We probably haven't looked at it in a while, but it's still there. It's still there. Even in an increasingly cashless and coinless society, even in a time where others are seeking to cancel any trace of God's name from public view and thought. We have this reminder still printed, still written on our money to trust God. What a powerful declaration. In God we trust. That declaration is what I want us to grab hold to for a little bit for our lives and for our church. In God, we trust. The Lord has been inviting us. He's been wooing us. He has been so patient with us. Patient. Patient with us. That's one of the things I love about the Lord. Patient. It's like Dennis is a knucklehead. 
been leading Dennis into some things for some while. Dennis is slow. He could talk about me that way. He knows me. He, he made me. He, he knows how I am. But one of the things, when I start really blessing his name, I start blessing his name because he's patient. He's, he's patient. He's patient. He knows where I am. He doesn't say, you idiot. He doesn't degrade me. He doesn't condemn me. He says, I, I get it. You, you, this is just your weakness. This is, this is where you are. But I'm giving you grace so you can move forward. You're not going to be a baby always, Dennis. It's one of the things I love about him. Ooh, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for your patience. But I don't want to test your patience because I know there is a time. I do know that. I do know that. Oh, I bless his name because he is he is patient. He meets me where I am. And when I'm befuddled in my excuses and my poor reasoning, he looks at me with compassion and he blesses me still. And he says, come on, come on, come on, come on. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. Stop looking at those excuses. Stop looking at that poor reasoning. Stop looking at all that fear. Stop looking at that hurt. Stop looking at that trauma. Stop looking at, no, 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 look at me, look at me, look at me. Okay, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And today, we need to take our next steps of trusting him with money like we did three years ago today. Three years ago today. Some of you know where I'm going. Today is the three-year anniversary of a provision miracle, a financial miracle that began for the Bridge Church. Today is that anniversary day. Back in 2018, our doors were closing due to lack of finances. At that time, we were part of another church that shouldered the majority of our expenses. They had invested in us and had hoped we would take flight, but we didn't. So they were willing to shut this church down and create a position for me and move me and my family to San Diego, California. But God, but God. Although their offer was super kind, when I asked God about it, he didn't say to shut the bridge down. He didn't say that to me. So I respectfully told them that. I said, that's not what he is saying to me to do. So although that, that awesome church had never done that before with all the many churches that, that they have and they have planted, all the many churches that they have, they had never done that before, and they told me that they said they probably won't ever do again what they did for our church. They blessed me to continue on. They released the church to me so that we could follow, we could follow the Lord's leading. They were awesome about it. They were thorough. Okay, you, you have a family. Are you sure you're... Are, 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 are you sure about this? Somebody say, in God, we trust. Pastor, are you telling me that this church couldn't pay its bills? You had a family, a wife, and three kids at the time. You were the only income. And those people 
lovingly offered you another job and another position with security in San Diego. You know, San Diego's nice, nice place to live. Good family place to live, you know, uh, San Diego. You had no support in place for the bridge. There was no other thing. There was no other organization or denominational support. And you kept going anyway. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm telling you. Why? Because when we would pray about it, I just kept hearing the Lord say, be faithful. He said it to me, said it to me three times. And you know how God is. He don't, sometimes he don't really give you much more detail past the two things. And so I interpreted it this way. I interpreted it as keep advancing. Stay faithful. Keep, be faithful. Keep advancing. Keep, keep managing. Keep make, no, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. I said, okay. I remember one time Mia and I went out to the parking lot. It was a date night for us. And there was just a sense to, okay, we've had this great time. Let's go over to the bridge. Let's get in that parking lot where we park our cars. Let's get out there and let's just cry out before God. (laughs) Let's just get in that parking lot. Let's just cry out to God. And we would cry out to him. And I would say it over and over again. I was, sh- I was shouting. I would say, Lord, make it. And I said this so many times, y'all. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But I was just crying out to the Lord. It was the only word I could get out. I said, Lord, make it clear, 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 clear. I just kept crying out. Make it clear, 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 clear. Make it clear, clear. Because I said, Lord, we, this is not some ego trip. We don't think we're some kind of like saviors or anything. But God's got people. It doesn't need us. And, but we, we don't believe that's what you're saying. That's not what you're saying. So if we're missing you somehow, we just want to be clear. We just want to be with you. We, we're not, we don't have anything to prove. We, we just want to be right where you want us to be. So I just kept crying out. Make it clear, clear, clear over and over and over and over again. The Lord has shown me so much about the people of this church. He showed me so much about the people of this church. I thought, you're God, I'm not. I mean, I don't know why <laughs> you would give me so much for the people of this church and then shut all this down. He'd given me so much about Northwest Pasadena community. He'd given me that word, be faithful three times. And I just felt like that meant just keep investing. Don't let it go. So I kept going. We kept we kept going and obviously we're celebrating right now God's faithfulness right now you you know how the story is going we're here right now despite incredible odds incredible odds God must be for this church (laughs) he must be for it because (laughs) uh I'm not so wonderful. Nobody's so wonderful that that in and of itself is enough. It must be God at work in the hearts of people. There must be a plan and a purpose. And what I want to do is I want to I want to take you back because you know how sometimes when you hear stories of miracles, you if you're like me, my brain is scientific. I want to know how to. Some stuff I want to know like. Okay, I see those outcomes, but how? I want to know how. I see this wonderfulness. I see this picture, but can you give me some story? Like, give me something. And, and, and it goes back to this right here. I'm 
I did really good because this is such a huge part of my testimony and our testimony together. I had to write this stuff out because I knew, I know me. One of the things I do when I'm grateful, I just cry. I just cry. So I had to write this stuff out. <clears throat> How did I trust God in this? I believe it goes back to what my mom taught me to practice as a kid and that I had practiced those starting blocks of trusting God with 10% of my income, returning it to the Lord. <laughs> it's the simple things. It's the small things built up over a long period of time, long period of time. I learned early on to trust God to be my leader, to be my shepherd in my finances. Now, exercising my trust in God consistently for all those years, God bless that. Exercising that kind of trust like you do with any relationship you have. When you invest in a relationship like that, that thing grows. It's strong. It's, it's real. It matters to you. It's the same thing with trusting God in this area, just like trusting God with other areas. But this morning, we're talking about trusting God with money, trusting God with finances. It made the relationship strong. But that part spilled into every part. There's no way I would have taken the risk I took with our church if I hadn't practiced trusting God with my money for all these many years. It played a part in it. <laughs> it played a part in it. You don't just all of a sudden wake up one day and say, mountain, move. Jesus says, speak to the mountain and, and without doubt in his heart, and you'll see the mountain move. Man, you don't start that way. You start with, Lord, give me strength to get out of bed and get out on time. Lord, help me brush my teeth. We start out with the simple, mundane things before God, in God's presence. And over time, something begins to happen. We get built up. One way the scripture put, puts it is the exercising of our faith. When we do anything God has told us to do, that's called worship. It's also called obedience. It means that just like when I go into the gym, when I start lifting weights, there is a specific place that challenges me. And over time, as I exercise that, as I exercise that, what happens? I get stronger. And then I am able to do what? Lift more. It's the same principle spiritually. It's the same principle in our relating with God. There is no way in the world I would have trusted God with a church that could, we couldn't pay our own bills. I have a family. Who does that? You have to be really delusional or, or there has to be a track record, uh, uh, some type of experience with God, some kind of something that you can count on. And let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. This area for some people, this, oh, yeah, it's going to change your life going to change your life. Because when we give, when we trust the Lord with our finances a certain way, it literally says, God, you're first. <laughs> God, you're first before Mia. You're first before me. God, you're first. Your interest, your agenda, your idea is first. 
And some people, a lot of people, I mean, you guys know all those sad statistics about, it's like, wait a minute. Why do you see that there's all this instruction about how to worship God and how to be effective in the world and the church isn't able to do anything? And then you read those sad statistics about the number of people that, like, actually follow Christ in obedience. And you're like, oh, well, that's why. <laughs> we know, we, we know why. But in our journey with Christ, in our journey with Christ, he says, I know where you are. Trust me in this area. Trust me in this area. Trust me with your money. Trust me with your finances. Because why? The Lord wants to be our leader. He, and everybody knows God doesn't need any money. God don't need any money. God is always after your life. <laughs> He's always after your heart. <laughs> God doesn't need money. People mean you need money to pay our bills. The churches need money. Ministries, businesses, all those kind of things need money. But God doesn't need any money. God says, show your heart. Show your heart by your priority. Don't give me the scraps. Don't make me the afterthought. Put me in a place in your life where I actually can influence your life where you can actually not only experience grace and wisdom, miracles like you have it, but where you can also participate in being a part of the miracles that I'm doing. Isn't that what we see in John chapter 6? Yeah, that's, that's what we see. Well, Lord, I'm, I'm going to share what I have. I'm going to give what I have, and I'm going to give it to you. And, yeah, I can't do X, Y, Z, this or that or the other, but what I can do, I'm going to do it. Because, God, I am investing, I am exercising my faith in my relationship with you. Why don't many people enjoy Jesus? Well, in one way to enjoy Jesus, you got to do what he say. I mean, it's, 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 that, it's that simple. We want to see a move of God. We want to see this. We want revival. We want awakening, all that kind of stuff. Ooh, that sounds really good. Do you know what it takes? Obedience. It's just real simple. It just takes joyful obedience. It takes a, a meekness in our obeying. And then when God gets priority and everything is arranged around him, this has to deal with lordship. Some of you might think of it in terms of sanctification. Some of you might use the words holy. Whatever those kind of words you use, we call it a lot at the bridge maturing because that's just a word most people would kind of know. Maturing, my next step of faith, I want to mature in God. Lord, I want you to be the center of it all. I want you to influence everything that's happening in my life. Not just in the financial arena, every single part. I have so many stories to be able to share as the Lord brings us back to this, brings us back to this theme, if you will, in God we trust. As we are in this whole overarching series of Jesus Goals 2021, where the Lord is saying, you know what? I'm going to make a difference in your life as you value me, what I say. That I have your best always at heart. He always does. 
We are here celebrating three years today. Three years today because so many people have trusted God and have just given. We're here today. The church that the door is almost shut, like literally. This is, this is no rhetoric. This is just real. T- <laughs> but God, but God, but God. So what's your next step of trusting God with your money look like today? What does it look like? What does it look like? Oh, we speak that. We rebuke the spirit of fear. All this stuff with the pandemic, all these questions that we have. Oh, you know what? They all have to bow their name. They all bow their name to the name that is above every name, Jesus. Jesus. Having you, Lord. Having your leadership. Prioritizing it. What does your next step look like? That's something to pray about. Man, if you're looking for change, you're looking for transformation from the inside out. <laughs> I love how easy it is. It's like, okay, well, Lord, what are you looking for for me? I want to participate. How can I join in? What does that mean? What does that look like? Then we do it. And guess what? When we give, when we obey God, we are changed. We're changed. Our lives somehow become reordered. Some of the situations we find ourselves in is because we're out of order. If the Lord is the all in all, if he's the center, if he gets first place, oh my goodness, then he really truly is the leader. He really truly is the Lord. There's so many beautiful things we have to share about this, but I just feel like that's enough. I feel like that's enough. miracles the Lord wants to do. We want a revival. We want an awakening. We want this one. Lord's like, okay, oh, just obey me. I'll do the supernatural part. You you just do the part I've given you to do that I even give you the strength and the faith to do. So I want us to stay in a place where we're thinking, we're processing. Hmm. Is, is, is the reason why I don't experience God or experience him in certain ways is because I just, I don't do what he says? The answer is yes. For a large part of us, that, that, that's, that's it. We, we're not doing it, so it's kind of like, okay. Oh, but God. In God we trust. In God we trust. In God we trust. In God we trust. Stay in this place with the Lord where you're just talking to him about where he fits. And whatever your next step is, take it. Whatever it is, there's so many. I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even list them out for the day. I just thought, no, no, let's keep it simple. Let's keep it real simple. Because one thing I know is that the Lord talks to all of us. He leads all of us. Man, and every single thing he says for us is for our good. It's for his glory. It's for our joy. So I just want to kind of sit in it. I'm going to sing over us. 
I'm going to bless God. But just stay. Just be processing. And whatever he says to do it, do, do it. (laughs) 